This is the special Newsy Palooza Corona capsule. Over here. Hey, 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 hey listen up. And for the month of July, we have a very special bit of programming we're doing. That's right. I'm Lindy Prickett, Leela's sidekick and Newsy Paloozy producer. <laughs> and my mama. Yes, that too. So we realize we do a lot of news stories about the same topics. So we're going to enter into capsule mode this month, as in encapsulate. You know, to put stories of a similar topic together into a single place or single episode or capsule. One is about a subject we love. Yes, we're talking space stories. We have tons of space news and background stories all about the galaxy. So we're going to put them all in one single place. A space capsule. Get it? <laughs> That'll be next week. But we've also done quite a lot of stories about things we don't necessarily love, but that we uh, have a... Hmm. Let's say a fearful fascination with. Yeah, like creepy crawlies. Why do we do so many stories about bugs, spiders, lizards, and snakes? Yick. <laughs> like I say, sometimes we're fascinated by the things that scare us the most. Or freak us out. <laughs> yes, that would be the other topic we've covered a lot on Newsy Paloozy. Poo. Yep, you heard me right. We cover a lot of poo news. Or excrement, if you prefer. <laughs> so we'll be putting together a poo capsule, too, for later this month. Stinky. And, of course, there's another topic we've covered extensively, one we can't avoid, that definitely has us all freaked out one way or another, and that's the... Pandemic. Yes, we've got a corona capsule, too. So let's dive deep into each one of these categories. This week, it's the corona capsule. Surprise, surprise, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Isn't that really old? Ah, good point, little journalist. But there has been a resurgence. Do you know what that means? No. Well, surge means to push forward like that. Oh, goodness, Mama. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, actually, more like a wave coming at you, which is what happened with the virus. It went like a wave across the world. So just about every country on Earth, as you know, went into a lockdown to try and stop the wave. Boy, do I know. And India had the most extreme lockdown in the whole world, as you also know. But now that the lockdown here and everywhere has more or less lifted, there's a resurgence of infection. So re means again. So a resurgence means corona is pushing forward again. Say resurgence. Resurgence. Well done. So in America, many states that were beginning to end their lockdown measures, like my home state of Texas, are experiencing a resurgence. And now there are more infections than ever. In fact, there's a new record of 40,000 people from all over the U.S. getting infected in just one day. Even in Europe, which seemed like it was over the worst, and you've seen all these great pictures of people out in cafes, socially distanced and sometimes not. Well, guess what? They've seen an increase in COVID-19 cases too. That's, by the way, the specific or actual name for the coronavirus. And by the way, do you know why it's called COVID-19? Well... Let's break it down. The CO, C-O, stands for corona. The VI, or VI, stands for virus, and the D at the end, COVID, stands for disease. 
The 19 just stands for 2019, as in last year when they discovered this thing. Actually, its full name was 2019 Novel Coronavirus. And novel is the important part here. Do you know what novel means? The book you're writing? Ah, no, not that novel. That's the other definition. In this case, novel means new. And that's one of the reasons it's so deadly, because experts just didn't know how it spreads, what it does to the body, and worse, how to fix it. Now, while doctors and researchers are learning more every day, it's still pretty overwhelming, especially in places like here in India, the second most populated country in the world, where there aren't even enough hospitals for all the people. Unfortunately, every day the number of people getting the virus is increasing here also. Over half a million people have been infected so far. But guess what? What? What on earth is that? Well, what do you think it is? To help cope, 500 train carriages are being turned into hospital wards right here in the capital, New Delhi. But, of course, the trains will stop moving first. <laughs> of course. Well, you want the good news or the bad news? Hmm, bad news first. Well, the big story of the week is about the coronavirus again. Not again! Yep, numbers are still surging forward, particularly here in India and the U.S. In fact, even U.S. President Trump finally seems to agree wearing a mask when in a crowded place is probably a smart way to contain the spread of the disease. He's even joked that if he wore one, he'd look like the famous fictional cowboy called the Lone Ranger. His mask covered his eyes, but still. Now, there's finally some good news about the virus. And even better, it's all about poo. Oh, that's good news? Well, yeah, we get to have some really cool sound effects. Ew, mama. Don't worry, we'll just keep it to this. So for a long, long time, people who study diseases have known that our poo, sorry, our excrement, or bowel movement, our stools, our waste. Boy, there's a lot of words for this. Okay, our poo contains all sorts of valuable information about what's going on in our bodies. Like when we're really sick, sometimes doctors not only want to get a sample of our blood, but a stool sample also to see what's bugging you, literally what bugs are inside you that may be making you sick. I have bugs inside me? We all do. At least three types, parasites, bacteria, and viruses. Most are harmless. Some are even good for us. But the bad ones can be very bad and make us sick. Now, back to... Mama! <laughs> Sorry, it's part of the story, I promise. Okay, when we do our business and flush the toilet, where does the waste go? Down a pipe? Yep, that's right. And all the pipes from all the houses collect together into bigger pipes, and that's called a sewer. Well, if you take a sample of the sewage from a neighborhood, you can tell if some people there might have coronavirus. Here's the key. Most people don't get tested until they have symptoms, and that can be two weeks after they get this pesky thing. But if someone's sampling the poo, I mean the sewage, from the neighborhood, they can know a lot sooner. Okay, so... What good does that do? Okay, it means that we can find out if the virus might be spreading in an area before lots of people start to get sick. And that means that 
if a good sewage testing system is in place, we might be able to relax some of these yucky rules we've been living with, like lockdowns and even social distancing and masks and no school, no playdates, no fun. What a relief that would be. That's right. Scientists here and there have been doing this for a while, but now in the United Kingdom, they've created a standardized test. That means a system everyone can use, which if used across the country, they reckon can spot increases in cases 10 days earlier than what's happening now. So think of it this way. Poo is important, and sewage samplers are the new soldiers in this fight against the virus. Poo fighters! Uh, yeah, I guess. So this is a COVID-19 story with a twist. That's barking mad. That's British for totally crazy. Oops, we really let the cat out of the bag now. I mean the dog off the leash. Here to tell us more is our reporter, Amea Coley. Thanks, Leela. Now we all know dogs like to sniff a lot. But did you know their ability to smell is 10,000 times more accurate or better than humans? That means they can smell things we can't even detect. Dogs can even smell illnesses and diseases on other dogs and on humans. Yep, last year scientists found dogs can smell the disease known as cancer. And now they've discovered they can smell COVID-19 too. Well, in Finland, where I sometimes live because I'm part Finnish, they're putting this to good use. At the main airport near the capital, Helsinki, sniffer dogs will be on duty to check if arriving passengers have the coronavirus. Travellers who want to be tested will swipe their skin with a special material. That will be put into a container and taken to a dog to smell in a separate area. In just 10 seconds, the clever canine can tell if the sample is COVID positive or not. If so, the passengers can take a proper test to confirm if the dog got it right. The airport says this method is not only faster and friendlier, but cheaper too. Back to you, Leela. Kitos ya moi moi, Leela. Thanks for that, Amea. I like your Finnish goodbye. But surely you're not done yet. You said you were only part Finnish. Get it? Like you're not finished? <laughs> Good one, Leela. Let me be clear then. I'm part Finnish, but I'm finished with this report. For the past few weeks, we've been reporting news about vaccines that have done well in test trials. Hooray! Indeed, but what does it actually mean? The end of the lockdown, the return of normal life, classrooms, playdates, going on swings and slides. Whoa, hold on there, cowgirl. Sadly, it's not that easy. It's not actually the vaccine that will return our lives to normal, but the vaccination. Ah. In other words, getting everyone the vaccine requires lots of work and organization and cooperation. It's a massive undertaking. Then? Okay, let's back up a sec. So you know that a vaccine is a substance or a potion used to get your own body to produce something called... 
antibodies. Right, which do... Fight the disease. That's right. But developing the vaccine is just the first step in the vaccination journey. All aboard! So each of these vaccines is different, right? One of them, the Pfizer vaccine, has to be kept so cold... <sighs> yeah, but you can't pack a blizzard, so something called dry ice is needed the whole way of the journey. And get this, there might not even be enough dry ice in the world right now. So then, no dry ice, no vaccine? Right again. So remote areas and developing countries like India would lose out. Luckily, other vaccinations are easier to store. But still, how do we move these vaccines around the world and around countries? You'll have to get a lot of sanitized glass just to transport it for a start. Then you'll need a lot of nurses, never mind needles, to give the shot. Ah, yeah, and most vaccines are going to need two doses. Two shots? <laughs> so that's twice the journey and twice the work. And doctors and nurses get it first. And then the old and frail. So experts predict it won't be till the middle of next year that the majority of us will get vaccinated and life might begin to return to normal. In case you haven't heard, the vaccine is here. Here, there, and everywhere. Yep. India, the UK, the US, and most places in between. And as a little reminder, a vaccine is a substance used to help your body produce antibodies, which are the things that fight disease. So surely that means the end of the nasty old coronavirus is near. Well, yes and no. Oh, brother. I know there's never a simple answer. Well, firstly, as we did discuss when news of the vaccine trials first came out, you need to get the majority of your population vaccinated before it will mean life can go back to normal. And doing that is no walk in the park. It's more of a military operation. Count off! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. As it takes a lot of what we call logistics to get the vaccine from the laboratory shipped all over the world to a clinic near you and you into that clinic and the jab into your arm. Ow, 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 owie! But I know, I know. I know that jab is worth it if it means I can start seeing my friends again. Yes, but probably not just one jab, but two, which is more logistics and challenges. And the frontline workers get it first. And the most vulnerable, like the elderly... Okay, okay, I get it. It's going to be a while. Spring at best may be summer. And again, just a few people getting it isn't going to be enough. The majority of a population needs it to be really effective. And a majority is... More than half. In other words, at least 50%. Yep, although it's thought that 60 to 70% of the global population must be immune to stop the virus spreading easily. And that is billions of people. And then there's the new strain, one that was first really noticed here in the UK and an even more tricky one showing up in South Africa to contend with. Though early reports do seem to suggest that the vaccines can be altered or tweaked to work against them. Phew! So we have to keep marching on. Dinner! One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Count! Now, whether you're in America, Britain, Taiwan, or anywhere in between, you've probably heard that things are bad here in India. 
It used to be just friends of friends you knew who were COVID positive. Now, about everyone here in India personally knows someone who's got it. And maybe even knows someone who's in hospital, too. And as we said last week, there's a dire shortage of hospital beds, oxygen tanks, and other medical supplies that's only gotten worse now, especially for those without the means. You mean money? Hmm, yes, money, connections. It's a tough country, especially for those who are poor. But what a lot of you, even here in India, may not know is... Why has it gotten so bad so fast? Well, the biggest factor is the most simple. There are just too many people in this country compared to the resources and health care available. 1.3 billion people live here. That's one-seventh of all humans on this earth living in India, a country that's about one-third the size of America. And having so many people means most of us live very close to each other. Some even crammed into little spaces, one or two rooms. Another reason is that there are mutations or variants. Which is a fancy word for versions as in other versions. That's right. There are new versions or variants of the virus, which are thought to speed up how quickly it can be passed from person to person. So see, before these new variants showed their ugly faces, loads of people were acting like the virus had come and gone. Yeah, because it seemed as though India was pretty prepared, or lucky, when the first wave came. So then people started meeting up often without masks, having birthday parties and big playdates. Large weddings resumed, as did huge religious gatherings. Never mind that big farmer's protest that's still going on. And the politicians, instead of leading people to stay vigilant and be cautious, were holding big election rallies too. Mostly without masks. And so here we are. Staying put. Trying to stay safe, despite 350,000 new cases every day here in India. But the good news is, other countries are stepping in and offering to help supply medical equipment and the elements needed to produce vaccines, which were in short supply here. Mama, didn't India give a lot of help to other countries, like with supplies of vaccines over the past year? Yep, India was quick to manufacture protective gear and then vaccines, shipping millions out to poor and rich countries alike. Payback time! Well, what's really important now is to remind ourselves that for the vast majority of people who get COVID-19, it's like having a bad cold or flu, and then you recover, especially children. Three of my closest friends got it. Two were asymptomatic. That means you don't have any symptoms. Whew! But our very own correspondent, Ananya Kasman Roy, had a fever for several days last week. We're happy to say she's much better now and wants to share her story. My mom was the first of all of us to get sick. And then it was my nanny. And it was really hard to just, like, comprehend that two very important people to me had this disease. I was the last to get sick. And it was very mild for me. I was still myself. I was still bouncing up and down. I was afraid that I would have to go to the hospital a bit, but like a few days in, I didn't feel like that. I feel like the hardest part was that I couldn't see anyone. Like I had to give myself my own company. Like 
but then it was also kind of a relief like for the past year we've been running and hiding from it and um so it was just a big relief also having it made me realize that like it's actually not so scary like when you get it it may seem very scary but in the end like no matter what it just passes on and there's always a new day thanks a lot ananya you don't know how happy i am that you're doing better we need to hop into the Kindness Corner. Cool. They did what? Seriously? What? How cool is that? No way. Cool. This has been a truly hard year for all of us. You can say that again. This has been a truly hard year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's no doubt the nasty coronavirus is awful. But studies show there is a rather pleasant side effect. It's official. COVID is making us kinder. According to a new survey conducted by one poll in conjunction with the Eyes of Hope charity, 74% of Americans, that's nearly 3 quarters, say this year has made them more selfless and aware of the need of others than ever before. More kind. Yep, and more generous. 87% of Americans donated money to someone in need, even though most of them were experiencing their own financial difficulties. And it's not just money that people are giving away. That's right. It's their time and their love. Some help strangers get across the street. Others have taken their neighbor's trash to the curb, shoveled out the snow from someone's drive, and even walked other people's dogs. And it's happening here in India too. Yep, we can go on about how tough things still remain as Indian cities and villages alike are struggling to care for the influx of COVID patients, but Boy oh boy every day there's a new group of people getting together to start some initiative like figure out how to get oxygen tanks to those who need it most or making food for those stuck at home and sick and even loads of businesses are at it sourcing oxygen tanks or turning their factories into places that can make and fill the tanks some are also turning parts of their warehouses into treatment centers it feels good to help that's right and maybe when things settle down here the tourism industry will do what they've done in mexico where a fancy resort is giving away all inclusive holidays to 100 healthcare workers to say thanks How's that for kind? Impressive. And that brings us to the end of the special Newsy Paloozy capsule. All right then, we'll see you next week in the splishy splashy news pool for kids. Newsy Paloozy. And adults like it too. <laughs>